The following content is brought to you by Mind Initiative Incorporated. The opinions expressed in the following conversation are of the hosts and do not in any way represent the opinions of Mind Initiative as a whole. Some themes in this series may be distressing or triggering for some listeners and so viewer discretion is advised. If any of the content does trigger uncomfortable feelings or cause distress, we encourage you to reach out to us via our Facebook page or seek further support from beyondblue.org or contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 for 24-7 over-the-phone support. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we all stand and we extend our respect to the elders, both past and present. Hey everyone, I'm Lee Fletcher and this is Jason and Claire. Hi everyone. Hello everybody. Welcome back. And welcome to the Mind to Mind podcast where we talk talk about a wide range of topics surrounding psychology and how to stay on top of your mental health. So this episode is a continuation of part two of the previous episode, which was about finding fulfillment in a quick rewards world where we talked generally about um, social media gratification, instant gratification and online addiction. So, uh, from where we left off last week, we were me and Jason were discussing of how to find um, fulfillment, a more healthy sense of fulfillment um, in 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 the real world in search of you know like um, jobs, hobbies, spending time with your family can compared to spending your life online on social media platforms. So anyway, uh, Jason, what do you think about about this? Social media platforms. Well, I guess, A, I'll start off and say, like we mentioned psychology. I'm not a psychologist. Fulfillment is an interesting word. Claire was kind of just saying about how busy her life is and social media is probably one of those things that keeps you busy but not productive. And I guess what I can say about those kind of things is there's a lot of things out there that are are like that and there's nothing wrong with finding joy out of something that is not productive Um, but it's got to be in balance. So you know, social media is not much different than binging a net Netflix series or something like that, which takes lots of time, but it's just got to give you a healthy kind of outcome and stuff as well. There's no point in, in binging um, eight episodes of the series that you don't actually like, just so that way you you can deal with your boredom in that kind of outcome. Um, you might be better off doing some exercise or something like that. Claire, you're so busy at the moment. How are you finding fulfillment out of everything that you're doing? <laughs> I don't. I don't find fulfillment. Um, I actually had to drop a, a unit this semester, and that was a really tough decision because my current unit is very sciencey. Such a smart person using the word sciencey, but um, I just I realized that I'm not going to be able to achieve a decent grade if I if I didn't. Yeah, it is hard, but that's the thing with, and that's the thing too with my current role, like I have to use social media because it's social media marketing and 
it is hard because I'm, I'm having to go into Instagram and TikTok for work. And then it's so easy, like once you're on it and I'm searching things up for work, trying to see, you know, what's trending and everything, not to just then like start scrolling on it because it is like gambling, essentially. There is an algorithm that's designed to get you hooked. And I actually think it's way worse than Netflix because I can watch a movie like at the end of the day, feel sleepy, be content, not watch another movie, whatever. But with social media, if you allow it, you, I have done it before. You can sit there for six hours just going like this because there's always a new video. There's always a new thing to watch. There's always a TikTok is the worst that I don't know what it does to you. It's like you're in a trance. You just can just go for so long. And you think how? I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Do you feel like maybe... Jason, you're a little bit older than us, so you're not from such that Instagram-addicted world. But do you feel that same addictive tendency with, like, say, like, movies, Netflix, I don't know, video gaming maybe, as you do with social media, like Instagram, Facebook? The shorts are the worst. The shorts, the way how I see it, are designed to give you that dopamine hit the same as a poker machine kind of does where you hit a button and then 20 seconds later you're hitting a button again and the yeah tiktok and even youtube shorts i find are, are really addictive um I, I as you said i can kind of sit there and i can watch something and then next second it's like i find i'm flicking through four or five things and i'm like oh what was i doing again oh gotta get back to work um yeah some things on Netflix, like you can get really hooked into like a TV show and I want to stay up all night and actually finish that TV show. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's a cliffhanger. I want to find out what happens next. But yeah, some good shows are like that. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you have to usually be on a lounge or something like that to watch something and get enjoyment out of Netflix, whereas a phone is just kind of everywhere. Um, like you know, everyone uses it on the toilet kind of thing, and you're flicking through Netflix mm. there, uh, Instagram there. You're all the same and, name. Yeah, you find that you've been there for half an hour on the toilet, and your your legs are all numb, and you get up, and you fall over. Yeah, my biggest problem is when I'm eating. So I always watch YouTube when I eat because I'm not much of a Netflixy person, and I love my YouTube like you will. And I love all my weird videos that I watch. So I then, but the problem is after I watch one, I start watching another. And sometimes when I'm when I'm really unregulated, I'll like watch two minutes of one video and then I'm watching five minutes of another video. And I've just watched like bits and pieces of all these videos. And I'm like, what am I doing in my life? <laughs> like, you need to go do something. And then, yeah, it's just sucks. Uh, very not productive do you find yourself doing that too well like where you just kind of watch a few minutes something and then you get distracted yeah you just um jumping from one video to to the other without you know processing what you've seen it's not like way back when when you just went to a movie theater and you just watched a movie in full and you thought about it you know that was a good movie i really like that movie or you're like you're reading a book in full and you're giving yourself time to digest and reflect on the on the information now you're just jumping from one thing to the other and you're not really giving your brain the time to actually think about what you've seen. So it's just going to be stored in the back of your mind. 
while you keep on just giving yourself more and more of these things that are completely unrelated to to, to each other. And how is that supposed to be like connecting in like your brain in like a healthy way? It doesn't seem very healthy to me. I mean, you could always go back and, um, of like managing the, these websites in, in like a healthy way or like, you know, having self-control, but like you got to like pace yourself or like give yourself a break because like seeing all these different videos from different channels and different people, different websites all at once, it's got to have a pretty um, negative effect on your brain. Yeah. My worst one is um, watching a movie and still having to be on my phone. Oh yeah. I know. Uh-huh. This, yeah. yeah. This sounds I like think a- this, do you think it makes it, I don't know if you haven't really had an office job, Will, but I, for a long time, had a job where I didn't really need to use my phone. And then I went into having my own business and being on my phone all the time. And I would often have to stay on my phone because I'd be replying to people so much that I'd end up scrolling social media and stuff between messages because I'm... I was so used to being the type of person that could leave my phone in another room and not touch it for six hours because I didn't have to be on it. And then I found having to be in jobs where I'm constantly on my phone that it's actually made me more addicted to social media because of work, which is just bizarre. Like, I don't know. How far can you go away from your phone without going looking for it? I can't because of my the nature of like work. Yeah, but even but on before, the weekend, or something. I, I'm always working. Okay. So yeah. before, like a few years ago, when that wasn't the case, I could go like eight hours and not touch your phone. Yeah. But you don't think you could do it now? No. Nah. So when or someone always needs me, <laughs> so, like it just doesn't end. Also, like today, my friend just had surgery. So I like have been talking to her all, actually two of my friends have just had surgery. So I'm like, I need to be there for them. Like, I don't know. There's just, and that's just personal, but like, I'm saying like a lot. Usually it's work. It's work related. It's just, I always have to be on WhatsApp. I always have to be on my emails. Like it just, and then that forces me to go on Instagram because like I said, while I'm waiting for like that response, I'm like, what am I going to do for the next two minutes? You know, what are you going to do for two minutes? You're not going to get up and start doing something productive. You're going to go on social media. So do you get the joy of eating food then? Like, do you actually, (laughs) when you are eating and you're mucking around on the phone, yeah. Are you tasting it? Are you like, engaged in your senses that are uh being a part of eating. No. Yeah. no 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 like when I'm with when I'm when I'm out with friends which has been rare at the moment and like say we, if we go for lunch or something I definitely like won't be on my phone but this is the problem I can easily not be on my phone and I can enjoy food but then all of my friends are worse than I am they don't even have jobs where they need to be on their phone and they're constantly on their phone. Like my best friend, she doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. I can say this, but if I'm hanging out with her, she's just on her phone the whole time. I'm like, what am I? Just like an accessory? Is that what I am to you? Like, am I just a lamp? You're the friend. 
I am a friend. Exactly. I'm a, I had one friend who was obsessed with Candy Crush. You'd just be hanging out with her at her end Candy Crush. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. What are your experiences? Do either of you have a phone addicted family member, friend? Um, yeah, my, yeah. Um, my brother is a pretty good example of that um, when it comes to Snapchat and, and TikTok, two, two social media platforms that I never really used. But, like, my main weakness is definitely YouTube and, to an extent, Facebook and Instagram, but mainly YouTube. And I was in a state of denial for a long time thinking that, you know, websites websites don't have any harmful effects. Websites can't hurt on you. I mean, websites are websites. It's not like, you know, like drugs or alcohol or something. But as more time went on, the more I started to learn that they in themselves can be a form of an addiction if, if you let them. But mm. then I started to think to myself, do websites really have the power to, like, ruin your mental state and destroy your your attention span? And I know the attention span is true, but, like, I'm really starting to think whether the internet in general and websites actually do have a pretty disastrous effect on our mental health. Do you think I, I found myself justifying my YouTubing because... I was like, well, you're watching things that are educational. You're watching things that aren't like mindless, like they are on social media, on Instagram. Do you find yourself doing the same thing? Like where you kind of justify it because you're like, oh, this is informative. But then, you know, a lot of the time it is very opinion based. Like most YouTubing and podcasting is super opinion based. It's not really fully factual. I actually have a very, very um, personal experience when it comes to educational content on YouTube. And I have a hard time tr- trusting it anymore because I had a bad experience with a video about 10 years ago. I watched from an American channel called Vsauce. Mm. Um, you know about this this channel, Claire? No, Vsauce. He's like a neuroscientist and he made a video 10 years ago basically trying to prove in his own thesis that nothing that you experience is real. And I actually believed what he said. And for almost a year, I actually questioned reality around me because of one video I watched on YouTube. And it actually made me feel incredibly distressed and had to see therapists about this one video that I saw, trying to get them to, to convince me that what I saw was not factual science it really messed with my head for, for, for a very long time. And after I was able to recover from what that video taught me, I had a strong distrust in this YouTuber as being an actual scientist because I couldn't believe what he said as, as fact. Yeah, well, you say and that all I, the time now, hey. You see, like, doctors who all have different opinions, doctors who think that they're nutritionists or one surgeon who specializes in one thing talking about something else or you know all these sorts of professionals saying that they're professional um I've even like seen it with my own brother he's like oh well such and such said it he watches this one guy and I said his specialty is this it's not that but he talks on all of these topics that he's not even qualified in and he goes Oh, but he's done a PhD and all this stuff. I'm like, but at the end of the day, there's just a it's there is opinion in everything, and science yeah. changes. And these people, it's an opinion, 
and they use their credibility, you know, their title to, to you know, imprint on people. And you're seeing a lot of that now. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and I've said that to people. I'm like, I've cut out watching a lot of content because it, I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. listen to what my friends' opinions are and people close to me because sometimes these things do start to almost brainwash you. You're like, should I think like this? Should I think like that? Should I eat like this? Should I live like this? Like, am I doing everything in the world wrong? Like, it's really powerful. It influences all of us. With that particular channel, the worst things that even after that happened, I still wanted to watch his videos because I found him interesting. And he was, he's a very popular channel. He has like, 20 million subscribers at this point but like i knew that if i watched another one of his videos and that it had the same effect on me it would be my own damn fault because like i can't blame anybody else but myself mm-hmm. for putting myself in that state again and and that and that's the thing like if he is really is a scientist and he's really saying these things as factually true the why is what he's saying unsettling me to this extent like if it's making, think, if it's bothering me in this way, then it can't be science. Well, anyway. I think like 10 years ago when you were a teenager and that's what you see, unfortunately, a lot of these really big YouTube people are imprinting on teenagers because what do teenagers have that adults don't have as much of? They have time. They do have the time to come home from school at 3 p.m. or they're working a part-time job and they have the time to sit on social media and watch videos and be, you know, influenced by these opinions and you're seeing it now so much with young people and I'm seeing it with my own friends like my own friends having like things like politics and stuff that they never used to talk about having these really strong opinions on things that they don't really know much about and I've never ever ever seen that before and it's not an age thing at all it's a very social media thing because everyone's sharing this opinions especially with like politics and stuff like that but the thing is they're watching reels to get these opinions. They're not actually reading um, journals. Um, they're not actually reading actual studies that have taken place or, you know, watching like long formatted content. They're watching like a three minute video and then they're having this like super intense opinion because for some reason we're like we're all becoming easily influenced, but even more so at that age, like that age that you felt that that video made you question your existence essentially, mm-hmm. that it's that such impressionable age, especially before like 21, you just, you believe things so easily. Yeah. yeah. And of course it's, it was, it was much more hard for me to shape because it was a science video, not just someone's opinion. It was science. And you know, and like, and after that experience, I've I have now a much higher resistance level of being swayed by things online. Like when I see something online, I'm just I like almost detach myself from it. Like it's just it's just a video of a man saying something that I don't even know who he is. But yeah. So you said before that's amazing. You Mm -hmm. said that do websites have the ability to trick us and make us want to continue to read the website? So I'll reframe the question and I'll say, do we have the ability to get sucked into someone saying something that we think, oh, yeah, that that makes sense to me, 
um, I'm going to continue looking into that. And the answer to that is yes, we do have confirmation bias. And I can tell you now that when you watch that video, your brain was like, hey, this makes sense to me and everything else. And then when you started questioning it, you were questioning yourself at the same time and what you believe in. And you actually had to fight with yourself to come back to, hey, you know, what I was actually watching and what I thought was real wasn't actually real and I was wrong. Did you, how did you feel at the end of that? Did you feel like that you did something wrong or did you have any shame about that? Or where, where, where did you go at the end when you finally like got out of that? Basically, the one thing I said to myself was that that is way too much to think about over one YouTube video. Way too much. I should not. I mean, like, I should have just forgotten about the video. But, like, this actually happened to me six months after I watched the video. It just, it was, like, in, in my subconscious. And, and one day I just thought about it a little bit deeper than I did before. And I just fell into all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's difficult. I have, I'm have. i having to talk my friends out daily. I get friends sending me reels all the time and having these opinions and, I'm, and then I'm having to give posing facts because I have very middle opinions about a lot of things. Like I won't go into politics here on this podcast because that's not what it's about, but it's not just politics. It's a lot of things I have very middle ground opinions on. And I'm just finding a lot of my friends are just going like very extreme in their views because of social media and these short form content videos because of these so-called experts who are usually like a nutritionist, but apparently the nutritionist is also a neuroscientist and a this and a that and a politician and everything. Um, and yeah, and then they're like, oh, I guess you have a point. And I'm like, you can't just get so sucked into one way of thinking without actually trying to understand, you know, why people might think differently or where you got that opinion from. They don't know where they got it from. They just got it. It's the echo chamber. What does that mean? That means that everyone is saying exactly the same thing within that forum. So everyone must be right because they're all saying the same thing. Like today was a perfect example. I went onto Facebook and they were talking about youth crime and you, you click on the comments and it's just throw them in jail, send them out to a farm and make them work hard. They'll learn respect there and everything else. And you're like, no, no. Like, you don't know what this person's trauma is. You don't know what it is that they've been through. You don't know what you have to undo. I mean, they could have come from a situation of being on a farm and being beaten and everything else. And now they're in the city trying to find some sort of semblance of getting away from that trauma hey let's just stick them back in a prison with a bunch of other violent people and that'll make them feel good yeah no that's what my (laughs) assignment's on actually at the moment it's it's because it's about development and we had to we're doing an assignment on um a program and you can choose any age group and i just randomly picked one and it's about um a youth like a mentorship program for um juveniles in prison and one of the one of the journals I'm referencing there's a quote by uh one of the inmates saying at least in prison I'm not homeless wow and um 
he's like, I want to live with my dad, but my dad's girlfriend won't let me live there. I haven't had a house and all the social workers have promised me this and that. Uh, all I have is my mentor. I don't have a home. Yeah. In prison, yeah. you've got healthcare and housing and food and friends. Even if they're not good friends, you've got friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And TikTok to distract him. Yeah. Do you have yeah. to, you're on TikTok in prison? No. I don't know what you've got. That's probably the one upside of prison not being able to access social media, just let, letting yourself reflect. But anyway, I, I digressed. Yeah, we, yeah, we're all going off topic, but yeah, it's, um, you, yeah, social media definitely. And I've been a sucker to this. When we were in lockdown was the absolute worst time because all we had was social media. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to pull myself away from it because I was getting like very... I wouldn't say extreme, very opinionated. If you haven't noticed, I am very opinionated, but even more opinionated than my current opinionatedness. And uh, let me tell you, if we ever go into a lockdown again, I will lose my mind. Opinionated or judgmental? I really didn't agree with the lockdowns. Mm. And as you know, Sydney had it bad. I didn't agree with a lot of things. And um, I was just going down a lot of rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I still believe a lot of it was true, I was becoming obsessive. And then I found just, I became obsessed with watching like news and stuff to the point where it was not healthy. Yeah. And now I just watch the news, like the bare minimum that I need to. If I, if something big happens, I'll want to keep updated and then I'll just like leave it because I have a tendency to, just become obsessive with we've heard a lot from you tonight about going down the rabbit hole right tell me how you find joy (laughs) tell me there's some joy in your life oh my god you sound like grandmother (laughs) this is literally you need to see your friends Claire you need to see your friends well apparently I'm watching the Barbie movie tomorrow Uh, so that's how I'm going to find some joy in my life Uh, probably going to be on very limited sleep how else do I find joy? Spending money. <laughs> no, that's not a good answer. How do I find joy? That's a very sad question. I'm going on a holiday this year for two weeks because that's I good. have realized I don't have a lot of joy in my life, but I'm not depressed. I'm actually quite happy despite the fact yeah. that I have no life. I think, I think I'm happy because like going on a holiday means you're going to find joy without being in front of a screen. So, yeah. 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 There's no phones on the plane. No. Yeah. <laughs> Airplane mode. <laughs> How do you guys find joy? What's your favourite thing to do when you're not having to work or whatever? My favourite thing to do is go out on my support worker and just go to places around Brisbane, go go for a drive, listen to music with him. And when I'm not with him, just going in my car and driving somewhere or going to the beach or going to a theme park or I don't get much enjoyment about going to shopping centres because it's all just about consumption, spending money. But like any place where I can just have fun and just go on some sort of adventure or mm. have some sort of experience that's not synthetic. I mean, I, I like I, I like going to the movies too and movies is a passion of mine, but that's still, you know, screen media consumption. 
I, 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 I think it's different it. though. I personally yeah. think movies are different. I think film is different. Yeah, it is different. I mean, it actually requires attention and being able to not distract yourself for a couple of hours and just follow a story, which I think is good for you. That's um, instead of just, you know, instant video hits. Who would have thought when we were kids that watching TV would be considered attention span? Let's just let that sink in. Yeah. Because I agree, watching a movie and sitting there and not touching my phone does require a lot of attention from me. Mm. But when I was a kid, like, yeah. that would, I would not even, that wasn't even an option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what has happened to us? <laughs> so, yeah. When you talk about joy, like, you're talking about you've got to have a holiday and all that kind of stuff to, to yeah. bring it in. For me, it really. Oh no, I don't. I just haven't had a holiday in like yeah. six years. In like six years, <laughs> so I'm like, my friends are like, you need to go on a holiday, and I'm like, yeah, probs. <laughs> For me, it's the simple things. It, it really is like paying attention when I'm eating and actually tasting it, making sure that um, I appreciate the effort that someone has put in to cook it, or the effort that I've put in to cook it. Um, it's you know just paying someone a compliment and and watching them receive that compliment and seeing how that makes them feel it can be just simply standing outside and watching the sunset um it's those kind of beautiful things that i try to be present in every single day the big Mm. things yeah they're good but they're as you said they're rare like they come around every six years and all that kind of stuff so I try to bring things around a lot more um in the everyday kind of life that I've got I love that no I feel that too that's actually that's I said that to my brother and he looked at me weird I said I wake up happy every day and he looked at me I'm like yeah I don't know I just I just feel grateful it's like this mental state. I feel the same way. Helping people, like probably for you, making people feel good. That definitely makes me happy. Um, positive interactions. I feel like I have a lot of them. I don't have a lot of negative negativity in my life. Um, I live in a good area, even though I'm probably going to move soon. So that's a big one for me, though. Like the environment that I live in is important. Um having originally grown up in a pretty shithole of an area, I take appreciation for living in a nice area. Um, Yeah. And I think about those things every day. So I don't like let those privileges like slip past me, I guess. I feel like you would appreciate being a person of service. I feel like you're, you get a lot of joy out of um, helping people or steering people to the right path. Exactly. Like you, like all of us, right? We want to make people happy. That's why we're here. We want to talk about things that change the world. Just change one yes. person's life. That's what I heard one, um, one time. People are here to solve problems. That's what we do. 
Yeah, I kind of don't believe we're here to, I don't actually believe we're on this earth to be happy. I actually think we're on this earth to be resourceful. Uh That might sound sad to some people, but we're not like supposed to, I I just said I wake up happy every day, that's true, but I feel like the purpose of life isn't just to go around being excited all the time. It's to actually bring benefit to other people's lives. And that doesn't mean having a, you know, being a like brain surgeon, it can literally just like my grandma didn't work for most of her life and she's done so much volunteering and charitable work and church work. And when she passes, God forbid, she will have so many people there because of the impact that she's had and the intergenerational relationships that she has. Like she has friends that are half her age because of the impact that she puts on people's lives. And, you know, that's, that's what we're here for. We're not here to just be selfish and self-centered because that's fun to be about 45, 50. And then when you start getting older, living like that, you're going to be alone and it's going to be miserable. I do wish she was here to tell us what she finds a joy in her life. Yeah. I don't think that society automatically defaults to happiness. I I do feel that the, the role of, people in society is to fix the problems and that and then that causes happiness for ourselves i mean solving problems is what brings us joy in in my opinion Hmm. i love that do you agree with that or do you think we're in a happy seeking society i think that happiness comes from overcoming adversity you yeah. can't just you can't just be happy. Happiness comes from something, and the moment you start seeking happiness, you'll never find it. Yeah, I think yeah. Some of the saddest people I know are people that have been very cushioned in their life to the point where, when one little stress stressful situation happens to them, they can't. They do not have the tools to deal with it, and it's sad because it's like you don't want someone to be brought up in an in an unhealthy childhood or go through, you know, sad things in their life, but there, and it is, it is contradictive because I learn at the moment and now in my current role is about secure attachment and that people with secure attachment that had a good upbringing have it easier in life. And I guess that's true, but I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one because sometimes when you're so cushioned and nothing happens to you, I've seen it with so many friends of mine. They just do not have the tools to deal with anything. One little inconvenience, they lose a job, they break up with their boyfriend, and it's honestly the end of the world. Like, it is the end of the world for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. um, I I do feel that living your life on cruise mode and just consuming happy thing after happy thing, going to places, going to Disneyland, going to – it's not – the answer i kind of feel like yeah true happiness comes from when you find a problem inside yourself that you that you learn how to solve and then you solve other people's problems and once you improve someone else and you know liberating people from problems and adversity that's when true happiness comes i think it's like it's a content happiness right yeah. Like the happiness you feel when you eat something really delicious or like you do something really exciting. Like for me, it might be going to a concert or like 
don't know, going on a holiday like that you've dreamed of. That's so exciting. But it's not con- it's not a content feeling. Like the, it wears off. Yeah. Like this, but with helping people, it's something that always stays with you and it's a different feeling, I think. Yeah. It seems like yeah, happiness has to be earned because it's not it's not something that that's the that's default, but that's my opinion. It's a very complicated thing, but yeah. And it's yeah. impermanent. Nothing everything in life is impermanent, even us. So Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. What is what is healers in our lives? It's all temporary. Yes. We're just here for the ride, guys. Yeah. Any last words yeah. before we wrap up? Wrap up, Will. Anyway, um, that's it from us. I hope this episode has put your mind in a better place. And as always, this episode has um, brought up any feelings of distress or or uh, stress. Just a uh, call lifeline 11 13 14 they're always there to help you put you back on your feet but anyway that's it 